Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Weber, and with me again, as always, is Matt Quest. Hello! And today we have a hometown guest in George Underwood. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, what's kind of cool in this episode is that uh, the three of us all grew up in the same town, so, but none of us are actually in that town as we record this, so the wonders okay. of technology. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't listened to this episode before, uh, or yeah, well, you haven't listened to this episode before, I'm assuming, unless you're listening to it again. But if you haven't listened to this podcast before, uh, we focus on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past or present, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion with us. So with that, we'll be back in a few seconds with our new release, It's For The Week. Three, two, one, go. We're three nice dudes having fun. We got warm bubble water on our buns. I love this spot, and that's a fact. But if I stay too long, I get a pruny back. And our new releases for the week are Frank and Weenie and Hotel Transylvania. So two kind of, you know, spooky kids animated films coming out on Blu-ray. Frank Weenie came out this past week on Blu-ray uh, from Disney, and it, it looks really good in the HD. The black and white looks really crisp and everything. I know Matt probably wants to go pick this up, definitely. Yeah, I had the choice to go get it the other weekend, and it wasn't in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> so once I get paid this week, I'll probably go out and pick that up. Definitely. Uh, and the Blu-ray is pretty nice. It doesn't have that many special features on it, which kind of stinks. Uh, there's There's really only three new features on there because if you did have the nightmare before christmas blu-ray before it ha uh, had the frank and weenie live action short on that one but they put it again on this which i mean it makes sense if you don't own that one and to have the original one on the animated frank and weenie uh but there, there's original short for captain sparky versus the flying saucers which is another film that victor and sparky made together now uh, it's them watching it uh I'm assuming after the events of the movie, because Sparky is is posthumous Sparky, uh, and it's basically it takes set in, it's set in space, and it's kind of cool, and and it's a, another cool little thing to delve more into the world of Frank and Weenie, and I enjoyed it. It was funny. Uh, the other thing that was on there is Miniatures in Motion, bringing Frank and Weenie to life, which is about it's the the most. Uh, extensive feature on the actual Blu-ray where it's about half an hour long and it goes to their studio that they used in London to put the film together and shows how they put all the, the armatures together for the puppets and the sets and like what, how they had to up the scale because of how they had to make Sparky bigger so that they could actually move him and do things so by doing that they had to make all of the, the human characters that much bigger so they were about two to three feet tall whereas they're usually maybe only about a foot tall uh, so that so that was pretty cool i liked that uh and then the other thing they had on there was uh the talking about the frankie weenie touring exhibit that they had going around which they had at comic-con this past year and then they were i guess disneyland uh, in anaheim yeah we saw pictures of that um you remember our guest darren butters yeah 
he ha he has on his Flickr site he has photos from the actual touring um exhibit for the Frankenweenie. That was really cool. You got to see all the armature and like you know cross sections of how they built everything. It was really neat. Yeah. Oh, actually, we have him on our our Facebook fan page. I remember one of my one of the somebody I know went to Comic Con and they took pictures for us. So there 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 is an album on our Facebook fan page of the touring exhibit. So if you haven't seen it. I guess go check that out, but it's cool. It delves a little bit more into it. That one's a little bit shorter. Uh, and then the last thing on there is a plain white tees music video for their song pet cemetery, which is dedicated to the Ramones, which is a nice, uh, uh, I roll worthy little thing there at the end of it. But yeah. So, I mean, definitely if you enjoyed Frankie and theaters, that would, I would definitely say the Blu-ray is worth picking up. George, did you get a chance to check out Frank and Winnie at all? Uh, no, I haven't yet, actually. I've been really behind on my uh, theater releases this year, mostly because I saw Batman, like, 20 times. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I have been planning to watch it for a while now. Well, I would definitely suggest checking that out. Yeah, and the, the pictures that you were just talking about look really cool, too. Yeah, I wish, I mean, I wish I had been able to go check out one of those sets because seeing that stuff in person is always a lot cooler than you know just watching the featurettes about them uh the next one is yeah another you know thing that delves into you know the classic universal monsters of you know dracula and frankenstein werewolves and mummies and stuff like that but it's essentially what if uh happy madison productions made an animated movie that involved all that because it, the film stars Adam Sandler's voice, Andy Samberg, uh, Kevin James, Steve Buscemi, David Spade. So basically, everybody that was ever involved with a Happy Madison movie hmm. dealt with this. Uh, Robert Smigel was one of the screenplay writers uh, who people may know as Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Uh, and then also Alan Covert, who produces a bunch of Adam Sandler's movies and has been in a few of his movies as well was one of the producers. So, and then you add in Selena Gomez and CeeLo Green and a few other people. But this, I mean, it got nominated for a Golden Globe. Uh, I don't think it really warranted that. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is it sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, it's not that bad. Or, I mean, <laughs> I definitely, I mean, you can tell there was problems like with the film because when when Gendy Tartakovsky came in to work on the film, he was like the third or fourth director they brought in to work on it. So you can already tell, like you know, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that they're having problems with the movie. So bringing in an, another director wasn't exactly going to fix all that stuff. But if he I don't think he is doing the sequel that they're going to be doing because of how well this... I mean, this one did do really well, so that's why there's a sequel coming out now. But I don't think he'll be doing that because he's doing the Popeye animated movie next. Yeah. Which, I, I would, I'd rather see Gendy Tartakovsky be doing uh, like film adaptations of his, his original stuff that he's already created. You know, like uh, Samurai Jack or or Dexter's Laboratory or anything like that. But, uh, Dexter's Lab movie would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's there's actually a, a cool feature on this Blu-ray that's uh, called Goodnight Mr. Foot, which is directed and animated by Gennady Tartakovsky. 
So it's done in his 2D uh, hand-drawn animation, much like Dexter's Laboratory or like Powerpuff Girls or Samurai Jack. Uh, the short itself <laughs> wasn't that good. <laughs> my my wife said that was the stupidest thing I've ever watched. I... <laughs> uh, but the the animation was good, so there's that. Um, there's yet another music video on this thing for that's essentially just a tie-in for this artist to try to you know take some i don't know helping to promote them through this film and you know what i mean you don't really need to watch it it's i don't, I don't i mean yeah. <laughs> i don't think we're selling this blu-ray review very well <laughs> <laughs> well if, if you like hotel transylvania go out and pick it up if but, not yeah <laughs> Uh, I mean, there there's cool things that are on here though. The Blu-ray exclusive features. There's uh, making the the hotel the animation, so that kind of goes into the progression of of how they uh, designed the hotel for the film. And then mm-hmm. the other one is meeting the staff and the guests. Where this one this one's nice if you if you like Adam Sandler and all of his friends because it goes into how they did the voice cast and all things like that. There's a really nice thing on there that I know Matt would, would love is that they have pr- progression reels on there. Nice. A- and they, they talk about what went into like set, uh, adding the atmosphere and the reflections on the water and putting together different things. And there's a, a thing I guess they did for the film because of the style the film is done. It's done on like the extreme kind of stretch and squash that they do with 2G hand-drawn animation. So since CG films tend to not have that that blur for like the motion blur for things like that they had to come up with this thing that they ended up calling the gendy blur hmm. where like it picks specific spots within different shots of the the movie to to use that motion blur to make the stretch and squash look better the the only thing i didn't get to check out in here yet was the, the filmmaker's commentary which i want to check out really badly because I would like to hear Gendy Tarkovsky talk about the movie uh, and you know maybe like hear his thoughts about where the film was when he came in on it and I'm not sure like how candid it is or whatnot but I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in watching that and if anything the Blu-ray is at least worth renting to watch it with the commentary on <laughs> and to hear what Gendy Tarkovsky had to say about it and all the deleted scenes on there were deleted for a good reason <laughs> Like, one of the deleted scenes is from, like, the original teaser trailer where it just shows all the different monsters leaving their different homes and heading to the, the hotel. So, and that one comes out on January 29th. Yeah, so that, those are reviews for the week, and we'll be back in a few seconds with our news. back with our news for the week uh, our first bit of news i'm gonna let matt talk about because i know he'll be the most excited to discuss this <laughs> all right so uh first look um concept artwork came out this week for uh cloudy 2 revenge of the leftovers um in this uh article we have that we'll post up on our uh, website um first look at cloudy 2 revenge of the leftovers is jurassic park 
um, in this article that they're talking about, um, the concept art, uh, they're talking about how um, it, it's resembling almost a lost world of, uh, you know, food because uh, the premise of this uh, movie is that the Flumstifer is, um, it's still working and they stumble upon like a whole world uh, where there's like food animals. And you've seen some of the food animals, Mark. There's some crazy yeah. stuff. I mean, this must have been fun for you know, the concept artist to come up with some of the, uh, this stuff. It looks really cool. And it, it, they said in the concept art, it looks very reminiscent of uh, Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. Because it's like, I, he quoted, like these living food creatures that have basically taken over Flint's home uh, where the island where he lives. The island is kind of like Jurassic Park. And they say uh, Sam Sparks, you know, voiced by uh, Anna Ferris, is wearing the same outfit as uh, Laura Dern's character, Dr. Uh, Ellie uh, Slater. Slater? Sattler. It looks pretty Sattler. much like uh, like w right when he turns towards the lake and he says that they they do move in herds. Yeah. It's it's like <laughs> perfect rendition of that. <laughs> They're flocking I, I this hope way. they like they rip off the music to Jurassic Park <laughs> and then, like they play it in that moment. That'd be great. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll try to license it from Universal. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. That yeah. that melon thing that's in the water right there. Do you guys see that? Yeah, the yeah. melon monster. So, somebody already made a mem from that that says, "I will murder your children in the night as you sleep." Because <laughs> there there's like a zoomed in version of that. But you can yeah you can kind of see like the hippos in this look like they're i don't know it looks like they're made out of coconuts but like their teeth are teeth are chives and then there's like a yeah. bird on a vine above them that's got like pineapple eyes and then like brontosaurus celery and... and stuff like that yeah it looks pretty red and i see they have uh mr t the police officer in there still so it's right. just like all you know your favorite characters so it's gonna be awesome no patrick harris is as the monkey again the monkey which we had no idea about that until last week. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. comes out in September, and definitely be checking that out September 20th. September 27th when it comes out. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I have the uh, art book for this as well. And I, this oh, is for the one first the, one? Yeah, for the first one. And I'll tell you, the art book for the first movie is one of the most impressive art books I've seen, like, so far out of, like, the uh, movies that we have. Because it, it comes in, like, this almost, like, cardboard box, like, book thing. And there's just, it, it's really, it's got, like, scratch-off st uh, stickers, scratch-and-sniff stickers of, like, fruit and stuff in it. And just it, awesome, oh, man, that's awesome stuff. So if you don't have the art book for uh, Cloudy uh, with a Chance of Meatballs, I definitely suggest going out and buying that too it's really it's really awesome see the concept artwork in there too yeah uh and then the next thing is which, which i'm pretty excited about is some some of these short films i've got to see yet and i know actually most of us i don't think have is that the oscar nominated short films both live action and animated will be playing in theaters on february 1st which i'm definitely excited about this because i can go see paper man again yeah, uh, but also for the animation ones, there's Adam and Dog, which is a story about the Dog of Eden. What happened in those first days of creation that made man and dog so inseparable? The dog, as he lives through this curious world, encounters a strange creature, a human being named Adam, and with that, discovers a newfound connection to the world. And uh, 
our our friend Austin Madison, who's been on the show multiple times, I guess one of his friends worked on this. So what's kind of funny is he's pulling for that one to win, even though Paper Man is is a Disney thing. So I, I, I kind of thought that was funny that he was pulling for this competition, basically. Uh, and then Fresh Guacamole, which is learn how to transform familiar objects into fresh guacamole. Hmm. <laughs> uh, head over heels. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it'll be interesting uh, to see that one. I want to definitely check out where all these are playing. Yeah. Uh, where does it say? Uh, well, yeah, 260 theaters on February 1st. Uh, so there's a link to this. So just check that that link, and it'll, it'll give you a list of all the theaters that will be playing these on February 1st. Uh, the next one is called Head Over Heels, which is after many years of marriage, Walter and Mage run apart. He lives on the floor, and she lives on the ceiling. When Walter discovers a long-lost memento of their wedding day, he tries to reignite their old romance, but it brings their equilibrium crashing down, and the couple that can't agree which way is up must find a way to put their marriage back together. Sounds kind of interesting to see like what they'll do with like that, with how one's living on the ceiling and one's on the, the floor. Uh, and then these last two, I've gotten to see the Maggie Simpson in the Longest Daycare, uh, which is Maggie Simpson spends the day at the... the the Ayn Rand uh, daycare center where she's diagnosed at an average intelligence level longing to be grouped with the gifted children. Maggie finds her destiny by rescuing a lonely cocoon from baby Gerald who is busy smushing butterflies. <laughs> and then paper man, paper man follows the story of a lonely young man in mid century New York city whose destiny takes an unexpected turn after a chance meeting with a beautiful woman on his morning commute, convinced the girl of his dreams is gone forever he gets a second chance when he spots her in a skyscraper window across the avenue from his office. Only his heart, imagination, and a stack of papers to get her attention. His efforts are no match for what the fates have in store for him. Yeah, I mean, these are all definitely worth checking out, if not to at least just go see Paper Man again. <laughs> and if Paper Man does not... Well, I mean, we'll get to that, but if Paper Man doesn't win the Oscar for short animated film then there is going to be uh, some prices to pay. <laughs> so do you think either of you guys will be going out into the theater to check these out? Yeah, I planned on it as soon as you sent me the link. Nice. And I'm not sure exactly how the times are going to be, like like with the live action, the, sh uh, the documentary ones, and the animated ones. So all the information is right there in that link, so definitely check that out, guys. Um, the next one, I'll, I'll let George take away. It kind of goes with what we're talking about today on the show anyways for our main topic. Uh, yeah, so basically Netflix in a new deal has acquired some new shows from Cartoon Network and Adult Swim uh, starting in March, I believe, uh, of this year. Uh, they're going to get uh, Cartoon Network shows like uh, Adventure Time, Ben 10, Regular Show, uh, Johnny Bravo, which I'm super excited about. Uh, and then some new Adult Swim shows like uh, Robot Chicken, Aqua Teen, uh, The Boondocks, and Children's Hospital, though that one's not animated. Yeah. But um, yeah, I look forward to seeing like all this stuff on Netflix because I know Johnny Bravo's not come out on DVD. 
at least not in a like uh, a grander sense. Right. I know they have the like ten episode ones, um, and then a lot of the Adult Swim shows I already own all the DVDs anyway. But it'll it'll still be nice to get uh, a little bit easier access to them. And what's nice is that I'm I'm assuming or I'm hoping that most of these will be in HD or at least ones that are available in HD because for some reason Cartoon Network doesn't really release any of their shows that are in HD on their actual network on Blu-ray. So if even if you do have them on DVD, it'll be nice to be able to watch them all in HD again, especially with Adventure Time because with the how colorful that show is, that really yeah. benefits from the colors popping off the screen in HD and whatnot, so... Yeah, that'll definitely be nice. And I know, um, I don't know how many other shows they're going to have, if this list is all they're going to have, but uh, Metalocalypse does come out on Blu-ray, and so does uh, Venture Brothers. But I think those are the only two that I know of that have ever come out on Blu-ray. They need to put all their animated shows on Blu-ray. They need to actually release all of their animated shows. Like, uh, a lot of the old Cartoon Network shows I haven't seen in, you know, a decade because they've just never released them again. Oh, yeah, or either that or they're on the, the Boomerang channel. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. It, like, Netflix keeps getting more and more content from different deals that they're signing, you know, with Disney earlier. I mean, like, later last year and now... Warner Brothers, we're going to be getting all this stuff. And I'm hoping now that they signed that deal with Warner Brothers, maybe eventually down the line, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get like Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series and like all the, like, the DC property stuff. Because, so. I mean, they've been adding more like the DC uh, Universe animated films. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping eventually that some of those series get on there too. Because so. I, I think all those are on DVD, but again, it would be nice to just... Uh, like maybe like even like Freakazoid or stuff like that to show up on there. Yeah, that would be great. Freakazoid, Animaniacs, like all Tiny these Tunes. other, yeah, all these great shows. It's like we grew up with those and then they just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, I guess in some sometimes that might be better because if we did revisit them and and then it would tarnish our our memories of how awesome we thought they were and then we watch them <laughs> now and be like, what the hell is this crap? Why did I like it so much? I've actually went back and rewatched some of the Nicktoons that are on Netflix now, uh, like uh, Hey Arnold, Rugrats, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, and in my opinion, they all, they all held up over time pretty well. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah and Angry Beavers held up pretty well, too. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty exciting. The, the next thing is that we're going to be talking about is the live-action Toy Story project, which is kind of cool for me is that the guys, the two guys that did this, live about ten minutes away from me, here in Arizona. They live in uh, Gilbert, Arizona, um, and they recreated Toy Story shot for shot on live action over the period of like two and a half years or so. Uh, Jonathan Pauly and Jesse Perota, and they went to Pixar about two weeks ago. Just to, they didn't go inside actually, but they. They went there to just, you know, hand out the DVDs to different people who work at Pixar to, you know, just basically as a thank you for for them making the original film, they wanted to do this. And 
I mean, it's already got like almost 8 million hits on YouTube. It's been all over the internet. It's become like viral essentially on different sites like uh, Gizmodo and io9. And basically, if you can think of a website online, it's been on there now. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty impressive with like what they used to do this. Um, like, there's a combination of like stop motion animation, certain scenes, or strings and wires. Uh, blue screen and, and just uh, it's pretty impressive what they did and actually we're going to be having both them on the show next week for the next episode so we'll learn even more about what went into making it and what's kind of cool is that they also did a live action ending to toy story 3 as well which with with all the the uh, attention they're getting now for the lot the first film all of the the videos in their YouTube feed have like shot up in views, so that one's I think up to a million hits now too. So that one's definitely worth checking out because uh, Jonathan uh, plays the older Andy in that, and he looks pretty spot on for the older Andy from the movie. So it's kind of cool to watch that, and it'll be interesting to see if they try to do part two or part three. <laughs> because... Yeah, well, it, judging on how long you know it took them two years to make. Uh... The last one, it'll be uh, interesting to talk with them and get their view if they would do a third or a second one or a third one. Yeah, I'm hoping that 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 Pixar actually does, you know, invite them to come into the studio now with like how viral, you know, the the thing has gone online now. Just I don't know, maybe it's like a thing of like, I don't know, but I think I think what they did was pretty cool. Like between that and the Pizza Planet truck guys, it's like inspired me to want to do something like big like that so i think i think it's really cool that both of those groups of people were able to do something like that creatively to show how much they loved pixar awesome uh and the next bit of news is that disney created an 8-bit lane in london to uh, promo rocket ralph because it's just hit theaters there now in the past month uh it's pretty cool because they have all these 8-bit uh, like the London taxi cab on the street. There's uh, 8-bit clouds, tree, uh, 8-bit uh, English uh, post box. Uh, and then they even have some 8-bit pigeons like sitting on like a, a bar. One of the, the brick walls has like Tetris going on in it. And then there's even a 8-bit dog with some 8-bit dog poop next to it. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's definitely it's definitely pretty funny. I mean, if if you're if you listen to us and you're in London, I would definitely go check this out. It's on Old Truman Brewery E16QL. You can find it on Google Maps too. But yeah, so I mean that's pretty. I like when, when studios do like cool like promos for films like that, and you know just don't do like just a poster, but like actually you know try to get people into it somehow like that. And usually stuff like that's like saved for like Comic Con, so it's cool that they're doing that just like randomly during the year to promote the movie. So yeah, I feel like that that's the only place they could do it. If they did it around here, like people would like steal all the yeah. props, <laughs> you know? Like we like there's eight bit dog poop. Someone would steal that. I know they would. <laughs> Look at I, eight bit dog poop is now on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like uh, the British would be more refined and not want to steal stuff like that. Whereas, but that you put that New York City, George is gonna go steal it. Yeah, definitely. 
doesn't last a, it won't last an hour uh and then then from there uh we talked which we talked about tron last week and why you should watch it apparently we didn't talk about it enough or early enough because now tron uprising has been canceled by disney no yeah uh i mean this really sucks too because i mean i the show was really well done the animation was beautiful like i said last week and what's kind of what's even kind of weird is that the soundtrack that they released for it isn't like number seven on the top times top 10 soundtracks on itunes and then T- Tron Uprising had made the iTunes Best of 2012 list for Breakthrough Animated Series. And I got nominated for like four or five Annie Awards. So, I don't know, maybe it'll end up... Tron will end up staying a cult hit for everything that it is. And who knows, maybe if Tron... When Tron 3 comes out, maybe it'll you know boost it up enough again where it'll be like, hey, let's bring that back. Or maybe... Maybe all the fans for of Tron Uprising can do a like a Chuck type save the show thing and do something. I, I can't think of what to do to start like a you know save the show thing for Tron. There, but there's your big project. You, you like Tron? You like to? We'll do like a live action Tron from the series, and we'll promote it, and then they'll bring it back. Or I'll, I'll make a a real real life uh, light cycle. There you go. Real life light sh- cycle with real life, like uh, you know, the trail, and then yeah, there yeah, you go. Get my identity disc and chuck it at people. And <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's sad. It sucks that a lot of times really good shows get canceled because just not enough people are watching them. But I mean, I get. But one little bit. Yeah, go ahead. More people need to listen to our podcast because we gave it really good reviews. We talked so, about it like, I don't know, like at least seven or eight times in the past different episodes we've done. And we so. uh, we actually almost had the chance to interview Tron himself. Oh yeah, Bruce um, Boxler. Bruce, uh, Bruce, so Boxler, and then you know that would have been awesome. We could have promoted that. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm, we can. I'm still gonna still pursue that. Monitor. I'm still gonna pursue that. See. Like, I mean, his experience as Tron and, you know, whatnot. And, I mean, we had been talking to the, the director of the animated series, too, about having him come on. So, we'll still try to pursue that. I mean, give the, the people a few t- a little time, you know, to transition from that show to whatever they'll be doing next. But definitely will like to get them on the show and talk to them about their experiences with it. Uh, and then from that, the next thing we're going to talk about is are the Oscar nominations for animation for short film and feature film. We talked about the short films already, the Adam and dog, fresh guacamole, whatever heels, Maggie Simpson, longest daycare and paper man. And then the feature film animated uh, nominations are brave, which is, it's nice that they list that's by Mark Andrews and Brenda, Brenda Chapman. So that's, that's pretty awesome that they're actually recognizing her. At least the Academy is, uh, and then Brave actually also won the Golden Globe for the animated feature, so it'll be interesting to see if it also wins the Oscar too. Uh, Frankenweenie was nominated by Tim Burton, Paranorman by Sam Fell and Chris Butler, which I was super excited that that got nominated. Uh, the Pirates Band of Misfits, I'm excited about that too, by Peter Lord, and Wreck-It Ralph by Rich Moore. And what's exciting about this is that three out of the five of these 
nominations are stop motion animated films, which is which is pretty cool. What do you guys yeah. think about the the nominations? Yeah, I'm I'm pleased to see the stop motion coming back this year. I think I mentioned that in the last episode, but uh, you know, it's a unique art form, and you don't see a lot of it. And this year, we saw a lot of it, so I'm pretty happy about that. I love that uh, we have. And I think all these were our top five for the best animated films we reviewed um, for 2012, too. So it's all of our favorite movies we picked. And, uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. We'll what see. do you guys think is going to win? Yeah, that's uh, the question. <laughs> what's it, yeah, what do we want to win and what do we think is going to win? Uh, all right, Mark, go. Who I, do you want to win? I want Paranorman to win. Like, I mean, that's – I think if people, have listened to, if people listen to the show, they kind of – See, that's obvious for me wanting that to happen. I think with with uh, Brave winning the Golden Globe, they they might have a better shot of winning the Oscar. Either that or Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm just glad the Pirates got nominated too because yeah, that that got recognition. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I kind of assume Brave is going to win since it won the Golden Globe for it, but it'll be interesting to see. Definitely. Maybe we'll get a surprise. Yeah. yeah. The Pirates will surprise everybody and be like, yeah, we won. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind if Pirates won. Yeah, I, I mean, for, I mean, I, I think like the top three are, you know, Pirates, Paranorman, and uh, Brave. Um, and, you know, uh, Frankenweenies right there, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as much as I would want Wreck-It Ralph to win, um, it, I don't think it's going to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, these these are all in my top five. So, I mean, I'll be happy if, if any of them win, but obviously I'd be the, the most happiest if Paranorman won. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, I think this might be, like, out of these uh, five movies um, as well. I think for the next, like, couple of years, these are still going to be in, like, my top five. Yeah. Because, I mean, I really liked Paranorman. I'm wearing Paranorman slippers right now, yeah. too. <laughs> and um, I, I just don't see, um, you know, uh, movies, uh, you know, uh, coming up to the expectations of these ones right now. So, yeah. well, we shall we'll, see. Yeah, we'll have to see how all the 2013 films we talked about last week uh, do this year. and See if they're up to snuff. Yeah, see how they rank. But yeah, so that's that's our news for this week, and we'll be back in a few seconds with our new trailer for the week. But we're in those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely. The new Smurfin trailer for this Smurfin week is the Smurfs 2, which is a really smurfy Smurf and Smurfed trailer. What do you guys think? <laughs> the Smurfs. What the Smurf know. are you guys Smurfing about? I, I, I can't take the 3D version of the Smurfs seriously. Like, you know, you go from the cartoon that you like. So you like, can take the 2D version seriously? Yeah. I mean, because that was the original Smurfs. Yeah. You can't just redo it and, you know, make them 3D and think it's awesome. Because it was made in 2D. It should stay, you know, in that type yeah. of style. If they had made a Smurfs movie in 2D, 
I probably would have wanted to see it more than this. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> so, so, like, what what do you think of that? This actual like trailer for the sequel, and I know I'm the only one that actually saw the the first movie, and also I mean, say to that as my to defend myself is that I do have a son, so. That's why I went and saw that the first one. The the trailer, the 3D looks good. I mean, it looks good. It's yeah, the animation by, looks good. It's done by, you know, a major, you know... Sony company. Pictures Animation. Yeah, it's done by Sony. Of course it's going to look good, but it's just the whole essence of the Smurfs. I, I, I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, it's tough, but it does have a pretty good cast. I mean, you can't yeah. go wrong with Neil Patrick Harris. True. Hank... Hank Azaria as Gargamel is a pretty like it's great. I mean, he's done so much for you know on the voice end of animation that you know to actually see him acting in an animated movie is pretty awesome. Yeah, and I mean the makeup that they did on him to make him look like Gargamel is pretty impressive too. Yeah, he's yeah, I mean he's spot on. <laughs> and then uh, you have uh, Jema Mays, who people may re- uh, recognize if you watch Glee. Uh, she was. She's been in a few other movies too, uh, like Epic Movie, uh, yeah, Paul Blart. So she doesn't have that impressive of a, a filmography. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, uh, who does have an impressive filmography, he was Mad Eye Moody. Um, I think he does. Uh, which is he does the the Scottish Smurf voice. Uh, Katy Perry does Smurfette. Jonathan Winters, Christina Ritchie, J.B. Smoove, Anton Yelchin, Yelkin, and George Lopez, who seems to just do any movie that he wants to. <laughs> no, but yeah, in, in the sequel to the hybrid live-action animated family blockbuster comedy, The Smurfs, the evil wizard Gargamel creates a couple of mischievous Smurf-like creatures, which he calls the Naughties, that he hopes will let him harness the all-powerful magical Smurf essence. Yeah, so, and and then uh, the first movie took place in New York City, but the the second one looks like it's taking place in Paris. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how the Smurfs get back. Spoiler alert: to Earth after going back to Smurf Village at the end of the first movie. And uh, I'll probably end up seeing this because I know that Patrick will. One of us yeah. has to see it. So. Yeah. We're picking you. <laughs> Yay. I'll, I'll probably get a screening for it, so at least I won't have to, you know... Pay for it. Pay to go see it. That's how I saw the first one. So, and yeah, and I'll do it for the betterment of the show. I'll go watch Smurfs 2. So I'm doing it for all of you listeners so that you don't... I'll watch the crap so that you don't have to. <laughs> that's that's a good line right there. We should start off with that. No, I, I stole that from I stole that from a di- from Media Junkyard, who's a different podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but yeah, I mean that is a good line, so that's why I took it. But uh, yeah, Smurfs two. Smurfs two, and that's the only new trailers for this week. So yeah, yay. My my opinion with these is that I wish they would stop doing the live action animation hybrids. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause, like this, it? I mean, there's a difference between using CG for, like, CG characters and then Alvin and the Chipmunks in the Smurfs movies. Yeah, and what was it? Yogi the Bear didn't do that great either. Oh, yeah, Yogi the Bear. And th- they were going to do, a, they were going to do a Hong Kong Fui movie like that. 
they released some test footage from that the other day, and I want to say they were going to do, there's one other live action movie that we're going to do that was something like that. Like, I think at one point we were talking about they were going to do Alf like that too, where he wasn't oh, going to yeah. be the puppet anymore. He was going to be CG. Oh. And that just seems wrong. <laughs> no, That's you can't. awful. It's it, it, like the whole way they filmed that series where they have to hide the guy doing the puppet. Like, it wouldn't yeah. be the same. Like, you can use CG to enhance the puppet, but not fully make him CG. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what they do with the Muppets movies now. They use green screen and whatnot, so you can see Kermit walking on his feet. And not, so, I mean, it doesn't break the illusion of it for you. But, yeah, so, after that, that little bench, little area we went off on after the Smurfs, we're going to get back to the, the Smurfin subject, and we'll be back in a few Smurfin seconds with our Smurfin recommendations for the Smurfin week. <laughs> guys here are our recommendations for the week and i promise i'll stop seeing smurf after that smurf and then this one um <laughs> so my recommendation for the week is a stop motion animated film called gulp which was done by sumo science at ardman which is pretty cool and it's this the world's largest stop motion animation shot uh film and it's really cool. At, at, at the end of at the end of this, it, sh it pans out and you see exactly how large this was. And it's done on a beach. It's uh, Pendine Beach in South Wales. Uh, and then every frame of the stop motion animation was shot using a Nokia nine or N eight with a twelve megapixel camera. Uh, the film has was broken world records for the largest stop motion animation set with the largest scene stretching over eleven thousand square feet. So Damn. I almost I almost wonder if they use like if that's a toy boat or if that's like a real I don't know if that's a real well, boat. I think that's a real boat. I think it's a real like dinghy, you know? Like uh Hey, quit playing with your dinghy. <laughs> it's I mean, it's very impressive. The yeah. even the camera that they use to take it with is I mean, you get that it, it's crazy how well of uh quality you get on your cell phone, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's it's sad. <laughs> it's it's kind of impressive, like how, how like how they did this, because you I mean you know they had to build all these different sand fish and whatnot, and then move them. Yeah, I don't understand how they did that without breaking them apart or you know, smack you know. Yeah, I, don't, I mean <laughs> that's a feat in itself. The only thing I think of with that is that they moved the camera because I mean most of the beach would look. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, see, see, this is why stop motion is so cool because there's all this magic to it that it's, some, some of the stuff's hard to figure out how exactly they do some of this stuff. And then, like, it changes perspective at one point and it goes, like, above the boat. So it shows, like, the shark coming up and eating it. And then, like, there's yeah. that one shot where it's, like, inside of the shark. I don't... Yeah, just I... doing pans in stop motion is probably one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Like, doing a smooth pan is ridiculous. So I would I would definitely say to check this out. I did have a different recommendation, but I wanted to go check out the video again. It, someone had taken it down, so 
it was a it was a short uh film that jason marsden had done where he plays like this kind of d-bag uh hollywood producer that takes care of like animated characters but, we'll have to contact him and get the yeah. link because he had posted it on, on twitter so i checked it out and then i went to go check it to make sure you guys could watch it today and it wasn't there anymore yeah i saw it was down uh so so yeah that was my recognition matt what's what's your recommendation uh, my recommendation for this week, um, I was at work um, this week, and uh, um, actually our 3D uh, guy, John, sent me this link, and it's a benchmark test, and it's a, test, a computer test to check your uh, graphics card, and it's ridiculous. The music in it is uh, pretty intense, and the graphics are just insane. It's meant to test out your graphics card, so if you want to see how well... Uh, your uh, PC actually performs. Definitely, uh, you know, check this out. Watch it in the highest resolution you can. It, it's just like it's called Catzilla, all benchmark Catzilla, and it's it's totally awesome. It's just this giant cat just destroying buildings in like this realistic, uh, you know, realistically rendered uh, like city, and it's just destroying everything. And then. Uh, I won't spoil the ending, but it's pretty cool. It's really awesome to watch, and even yeah. the music is is just you know fun to listen to. What do you guys think? I thought the music was pretty uh, mother smurfing bad smurf. <laughs> <laughs> it's the music is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the the bass was like like pumping in these headphones, and it was it was almost kind of hurting my ears at points. I guess I guess that shows I'm getting old, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have like I have my new iPhone or the I got the iPhone five like a couple weeks ago, and I got the new headphones uh, for that. And I was just listening to this with those headphones on, yeah. and it's ridiculous. The quality is amazing, and it's it's really so. Wear some like nice high quality headphones when you watch this as well, because the sound quality is there. Yeah, you don't have to turn it up that loud to get that either. Yeah. So. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I would yeah, definitely everybody check out Matt's recommendation because it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then, George, what's your recommendation for the week? Uh, my recommendation is uh, the Archer Season 3 Blu-ray. Uh just came out last week. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Archer or if you've ever talked about Archer on here, but uh, it's a spy, an animated spy show on FX, and it is hilarious it's uh, definitely one of my favorite um animated shows out right now uh in the blu-ray you know it looks great uh of course and there's some good special features uh there's actually one where uh sterling archer the main character uh he uh makes uh the movie gator 2 based <laughs> off the original uh Burt Reynolds uh, movie, and uh, his character in the show is obsessed with the movie Gator, so it's pretty befitting that he made Gator 2. And it's all, uh, like, hand-operated, like, uh, handicam style, and it is, it's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a few episodes of the show. It's the first two seasons are on, on Netflix Instant and HD. So I bet they'll add season three soon now that it came out on Blu-ray. But yeah, I think yeah, it's pretty it's funny. Like... I've had someone suggest it to me before. 
And I, I, yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, and if you like the, uh, what's her name? I don't remember the actress's name, but she was on Arrested Development. She played the mother. Uh, Jessica Walter. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's on the show as, as Archer's mom. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually, they have a lot of Arrested Development, uh, alumni on the show. Um, cause, uh, the dad, uh, Jeffrey Tambor is also on there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the secretary is Judy Greer, who is Kitty in Arrested Development. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this one's definitely not something you let your kids watch. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> As with mo- most of the shows we'll be talking about in our our main topic. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Archer as well, and I I've been DVRing season three, so I'm like halfway through it right now. I can't wait to watch the rest. It's it's great. Season three is the best one so far, and I actually I just went and saw they did an Archer live performance, which had a lot of the cast uh, in person doing a Q and A and kind of like a little skit show, and oh, they had what? Jessica Walter there and H John Benjamin and Aisha Taylor, and um, it was great. It, they showed some previews for season four, and it starts. I think it starts this week, or it just started on Thursday last week, and it looks pretty good. So I. Can't wait to check that out. Awesome. I need to catch up on it. I have, t- I have too much stuff I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, that I wouldn't recommend uh, letting Patrick watch oh, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just from the, the few episodes I have watched, I definitely know not to let him watch. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, if people like Austin Powers and... And you know James Bond's stuff. It's essentially taking that to like the next level with an animated show. So I definitely say check it out because it seems like HD benefits animation the best, just because it makes all the colors pop that much yeah. more off the screen and makes the lines that more defined. I would almost go on record saying and arguing that animation is the the best thing to watch on blu-ray or anything else that's like that's the medium it helps the most so yeah i agree so, i would agree except for imax footage oh yeah but tr- yeah. true true imax footage yeah maybe maybe if they did if it was made to be for imax then that would probably help it out but so those are our recommendations for the week and we'll be back in a few seconds with our main topic We're talking about adult swim and the similar programming on cartoon network Sidewalks you can eat. And everyone who lives in there is made of something sweet. There are many candy people, far too many for to name. But if you care to take it there, we'll try it just the same. You sure? So, our main topic for this week is Adult Swim and the similar programming on Cartoon Network. So, with, with that, we're going to be talking about Adventure Time, Regular Show, Robot Chicken, The Venture Brothers. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Sea Lab 2021, Metalocalypse, Super Jail, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And because these two shows were brought back to life because of Adult Swim, we're also going to be talking about them, Family Guy and Futurama. So to start off, we're going to start with Adventure Time, and I'm going to embarrass myself and sing a song from Adventure Time <laughs> that... Is now more useless knowledge of things that I remember for no good reason in my brain. So, don't laugh unless it's a good laugh. <laughs> I'm. 
this is uh, Finn, a uh, baby Finn singing "I'm a buff baby." I'm a buff baby that can dance like a man. I can shake him my fanny. I can shake him my can. I'm a tough tootin' baby. I can punch all your buns. Punch all your buns. I can punch all your buns. If you're an evil witch, I will punch you for fun. <laughs> That's so, not yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, that was go. great. <laughs> That's pretty good. I have no idea why I remember that, but I do. So there you go. It's okay. The number of things I can quote from all of these shows is insane. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend will quote a lot of these shows every day. Adventure Time is is awesome. Uh, they I don't know if you guys buy any of those those pop figures that that Funko has put out at all. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, n- I know what you're talking about. They uh they just released uh like five Adventure Time ones the other day. And I had set a rule for myself that I would only get the Pixar ones that they've been doing, but I I ended up buying the five of them for a, one of my my friends because I mean he paid me back. But but with how cool Finn looked, I I had to break that rule, and so now I own Finn too for Puff Furious because <laughs> I mean they they look really cool. The show lends itself to the the design of those pop figures too because just because of the way I don't know characters are designed on the show but me and my my son patrick have been watching the i think we're like the middle of season three and we started like really watching the show maybe like a month ago and it's the show is awesome because i mean he can watch it but i mean there's things on the show that will go right over his head which i'm thankful for (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I, I really, the show is awesome. It's it's kind of like that stream of consciousness kind of comedy to it. And the I think it's it's would be more popular with, with guys just because you have a mentality to not really grow up in, like, the kind of humor that's with, with the show. And, I mean, there's plenty of, uh, like, references to, like, video games and, like, different movies and... Just everything about the show is cool. The The animation is so bright. and It's definitely, like I've been saying during this episode, is you need to watch in HD just because of because of how much the color, more of the colors pop on that. Uh, Lumpy Space Princess <laughs> is awesome on the show. Um, it was created by Pendleton Ward, and actually the pilot they did was on Nicktoons at one point in the past. If if you can find that the pilot, it looks a little bit different than the show is now. I mean, there's some of the same characters like Finn and Jake are on there, uh, and we'll be talking about him a little bit later. But John DiMaggio does the voice of Jake, who also does the voice of Bender on Futurama, and but the the kid Jeremy Shada that does the voice of of Finn is awesome. He, and it's cool that they actually had a kid to do a kid's voice. So like when he's like screaming. He, like you hear the actual cracks in his voice <laughs> since he is aging at the same rate that Finn is on the show. So, I mean, that's what I, I want to talk about the show. What do you guys think about it, too? I love Princess Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm always surprised that this is a Cartoon Network show because every time I've seen it, it just blows my mind. Like I can't even keep up with it most of the time. 
and I'm surprised that they market it to younger kids. I think the first time I I saw an episode was, um, I think like two years ago, one of my friends came over my house and it was like, I had like a pumpkin carving, uh, like party at my house and he carved the adventure time logo into a pumpkin. I was like, what is this? And he, he got me to watch it. I was like, this is pretty awesome. But yeah, it's, it's just all over the place. So like you could just pick an episode and you know, you don't need to really know like the, timeline you know there is some yeah, continuity to it but like not enough that you're like if you, you watch an episode you'll be like wait what the hell's going on yeah 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 i picked up one of the uh like 10 episode dvds they have which go all out of continuity and right. i i just love watching it it's great did you get that one that came with finn's hat i the... didn't oh. i got a different one but i plan on getting the finn hat one <laughs> i mean they have season one like in its entirety on a DVD now, which the seasons of these are really delayed that they've been releasing because season one just came out and they're on like season five now on, on TV. But yeah. Same thing with regular shows. It, that's, that's weird. I don't understand why it takes so long for them to release them, especially if they're not going to put them on Blu-ray then too. Uh, but I, what I like about the shows too, is like what you, all three of us got used to from watching like, Nicktoons when you were growing up with the 11 minute segments of the show which they'd play two different segments and like because I mean it's like just long enough where it's funny to the point where it's not stretching out the story for that just I think we're like some shows that are on animated wise that that kind of doesn't help them sometimes that they're 22 minutes long that it might be better if they were two like 11 minute segments uh family guy Perhaps. <laughs> but, new, new, new family guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about Adventure Time. I really love this show, and I'm gonna keep watching it for a very long time. Hopefully, it's on for a very long time. But, I mean, it's got a lot of uh, good voice casts too. Too, besides the two we already talked about, Tom Kenny, who does a bunch of voice work, he's SpongeBob and. E. Bradley Baker, who's uh, Perry the Platypus on Phineas and Fur, but he's also the voice of the clones on The Clone Wars, and basically any animated show you can think of, D. Bradley Baker's done a voice for. Yeah, so that's Adventure Time, and if you guys have not watched it yet, you should start watching it now. And with with what's going on with Netflix, you'll be able to check it out pretty soon. Uh, the next one on our list is much within that same kind of humor and it's a regular show I'll let george talk about this a little bit uh i actually i find regular show uh better than adventure time um i don't know about you mark but it just it's a little more toned down <laughs> uh <laughs> and i actually i love the uh voice of mordecai who is uh, J.G. Quintel, who also is one of the creators of the show. And he, just the way he uh, voices that character is amazing. It, that's the funniest part of the show to me. Yeah, and, I, I, like, I like the two main characters' voices on it, too. Mordecai and, and Rigby. And Rigby, yeah. And it's just, they do... It seems like most all the episodes they end up going and they get 
transferred into some crazy world for whatever reason, but it's uh, for the most part, it's way more toned down than Adventure Time, and I find it actually a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, so like at Adventure Time is if you're on a sugar rush, basically with like <laughs> with all the colors and stuff like that, and then regular show is like you're drinking decaf coffee with because the colors are even a little bit more muted on on this show too, and it's like the 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 light blue and the the brown for Mordecai and Rigby and it's not like as in your face with like some of the the humor or like was like screaming or stuff like that. But it, but it, what is kind of funny is that the group of, of characters that are on this is that because Mordecai is a a blue jay, Rigby is a raccoon, Benson is a gumball machine, <laughs> and I like that his beard is essentially the gumballs, like the way the gumballs are inside of the machine are a beard on his face. Yeah. Uh, Skips, which is voiced by Mark Hamill, uh, is a Yeti. So, so I just think it's funny, like the the malformation of who the oh, and then there's High Five Ghost. High Five Ghost is my favorite. <laughs> Isn't he he voiced by JG Quintel too? Um, he might be, but he also he barely talks. He rarely talks in the show. It's uh, him and his partner Monster Monster Man. And um, it's mostly just Monster Man yelling and saying things like "my mom," and <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just love the idea that High Five Ghost is—it's a ghost with a high five coming out of the top of his head. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a lollipop man, and then uh, who's who's the uh, the pops? Oh, yeah, the yeah. lolly-shaped man who who's always like in a jolly mood. <laughs> he's always so happy <laughs> i know the the few episodes i i've seen of this like there's usually like some kind of like magical element to them too like the the one that i watched today the the power they found like the magic like 80s keyboard mm-hmm. that that uh, rigby stole from a a wizard as he was relieving himself in the park <laughs> uh so so that was kind of funny like it would like maybe talk people into like giving them money or just doing anything that they wanted it to do. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean this, I'm trying to figure out like what kind of actual like comedy that the show is like where you'd try to rank it in between like some of these other shows we're going to be talking about. Cause it, I mean, it is kind of toned down. Like you're saying, do you know what season they're on of this one too? Um, I think they're on season four. I believe. Yeah. Which is, is also crazy because they have two DVDs out now, but both only have like 12 episodes on them. And it's a mix between at least three of the seasons. That's weird. Uh, and, and then, yeah, so this will be another show that will show up on Netflix then too soon. I mean, Netflix soon as well. Uh, what's interesting about like this show and Adventure Time is that they are kind of more age-oriented for... Like the three of us, but they <laughs> they do market them to kids Patrick age. Yeah, Patrick's which age. they they should be adult swim shows and they're not. Yeah, I mean, which is why I included them with this because they're in that same mentality as all of the other shows we're being talking about. So, yeah, I mean, I I want to watch more of this this after Patrick and I finish our our Adventure Time 
marathon and we get all caught up, then I'll start watching regular show. But I don't, I don't think I'll watch it with him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the next one is a stop-motion show, Robot Chicken. And I, I really like Robot Chicken because this is, like, another thing. There's a bunch of, like, very small segments. It's almost like Saturday Night Live, I, I guess, like, sketch, yeah, sketch ideas, yeah. but for animation. They've done a few Star Wars specials, uh, which Family Guy has also done. Um, and I, re- I really like the shows created by Seth Green and Matthew Cenerick. At one point in the past, I thought it was created by Seth Green and, uh, and Brecken Meyer for some reason. Just because I wanted uh, Brecken Meyer not to fade into total obscurity, I guess. <laughs> and if, if you don't know who Brecken Meyer is, uh, go go rent the the early 2000s movie Road Trip, and that, that is Breckenmeyer. That is mm-hmm. one of the only films I believe he was ever in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about Robot Chicken? I, I think it's cool that they, they do a, a series of, like, with the stop motion and the action figures to do them. Yeah, it's pretty cool how they use, like, uh, you know, like, action figures, like, that are already, you know, out, like some of the old action figures too, that they use for the episodes. Um, and I remember one episode in particular, uh, had the little people, the Fisher price, little people. (laughs) And it, it was like, you remember the Charlie Brown thing we watched, uh, that was like all like modern day and just like really twisted and like hardcore. The, uh, it's just, it was like that. It was just, (laughs) you know, like modern day, um, you know, problems here and there. It was, it was hilarious. Um, but it's, it's really cool that you see like all the toys and stuff and it's, it's kind of crude, but it's done really well. Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. I wanted to say Breckenmeyer. He's one of the, the main voice casts on the show. That's why. Yeah. He's in it. Uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin does a lot of voices. Uh, what what's yeah. the girl from Family Guy? Uh, Mila Kunis uh, yeah. does a lot. Seth MacFarlane's in it a bunch. Yeah, the show's got a pretty uh, actual, like pretty impressive, like main voice cast, and then from the celebrity voice casts they've had, uh, like they, uh, if you guys have watched Attack the Show, Candace Bailey did a voice on on it. Alex Bornstein, Rachel Lee Cook, Sir Michelle Geller. Uh, Breckenmeyer, like I said, oh, Donald Donald Faison. Uh, somebody else from Road Trip, Amy Smart, Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, there's definitely, and then yeah, there's a the list goes on and on. Tons, <laughs> a ton of celebrity guests, like, yeah. Uh, there was one that I I watched recently where they had uh, Jay Z doing a a rap with Christopher. I want to say it was actually Christopher Light. It sounded like it was. Uh, for jumping, jumping gigawatt. Yeah, it was Christopher Lloyd, where it's like a rap video uh, referencing Back to the Future and like the 1.21 gigawatts that were needed to to send yourself back and back in time and or into the future. <laughs> and it was a free download on, on iTunes, so I, I downloaded it and checked it out that way. But I I really like the show just because it it references everything, and and because of all the celebrity voice casts that they've had on here, and and the Star Wars episodes were pretty awesome too. That like where they they touch on stuff that you would make fun of if like if you really pay attention to 
different things going on in the, the Star Wars universe. But yeah, I'd definitely say check out Robot Chicken. I, I hope this would be another one that's going to be coming on to uh, Netflix as well. Oh, Matt, Bill Farmer also did a voice in the show at one point. So. Oh, nice. So yeah. Good shout out. Oh yeah, the DVDs for these are kind of interesting too, or, but they they season one and season two, season three are all on DVD, and then they have the three Star Wars specials on season. So I guess they actually do get to release these in the seasons and not all broken up into different episodes. But yeah, that's Robot Chicken, and then the next one, I will let you take away, George. Uh, next is Venture Brothers, which is my all-time favorite show, hands down. Uh, I'm really excited because they are about to start season five, and hopefully, it keeps getting pushed back, but hopefully in March. It might be May, but uh, I can't wait for that because it's been out for two years now since uh, season four ended, and it's it's the show's been around for a long time. It's got a huge cult following, just because uh, it's amazing writing. Uh, the references they use are just fantastic. The show basically is uh, it's a little bit of an homage to uh, Johnny Quest, and it actually uses some of those characters. Like uh, Johnny Quest is in the show as Action Johnny. <laughs> and he is now like a thirty-year-old, like drugged-up lunatic. Awesome. <laughs> um, but it it focuses uh, around these two brothers, the Venture Brothers, and then their dad, uh, who is a another kind of grown-up Johnny Quest version, and their bodyguard Brock, who is uh, voiced by Patrick Warburton. Um, who also does Family Guy and was in Seinfeld and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it is just, it's the best written show ever. Like, if you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely recommend it. Um, season four, it, seasons one through four are all out on DVD and Blu ray. The, they just had a Halloween special that you can get on iTunes. Um, and it's just, it's a great show. It goes through all sorts of, like, superhero things, and just, it's a real throwback to, like, you know, like I said, Johnny Quest and things like that. Uh, and they actually, because of that, they came out with action figures, which I've been collecting, that are kind of based on the old school style uh, of, like, the DC superhero action figures from the 70s. So, like, those are great, and they all look fantastic. Awesome. Um, awesome. But, yeah, have you, have you guys seen the show? Because it's kind of hard, hard to get into for some people. Do you remember when we went and saw Wolf Parade in New York City? I yeah. spent the night over there. We watched the marathon of this. <laughs> <laughs> you had all the yeah, you had all right. the DVDs, and like that morning we woke up, I we watched like an entire marathon of the Venture Brothers, and that really got me. And that was the first time I've ever watched it, and that really got me into it. It's it's totally awesome. Definitely, yeah. That's that's the thing about the show is if if you just watch one of them, like it's not gonna really do it for you. Uh, but once 
you watch probably the first season, you just you find all these little things in it that you love, and then yeah, you know, you just keep watching it, and you realize that they're referencing like the most obscure stuff ever, and it's so well written because they like all the characters they create, they have entire backstories for them laid out before they even introduce the character into the show. So, you know, it's just everything works together. And, you know, once you get through all the seasons, you know, they're referencing stuff from the very first episode. Like, it's it's amazing what they've done with it. I I haven't ever, I think I've seen bits and pieces of this in the past, and I never actually seen a full episode until I sat down and watched an, the entire pilot today, which I guess I said it was the director's cut, so... Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed it, so I'll, I'll definitely be watching the rest of season one at least to check it out. Cause, and like all of the things that you're saying was homage to, I noticed like I, I was like this kind of seems like it's referencing Johnny Quest and <laughs> the Hardy Boys and like different stuff like that. So I'm I'm definitely gonna keep watching this, and I liked uh, Monarch in it. I thought thought he was funny. Yeah, I actually have my Monarch T-shirt on right now. <laughs> Didn't you didn't you go as one of the characters from the show for Halloween this past year? Yeah, uh, I was actually. It's a character from the third season called uh, Shoreleaf, who is uh, he's a gay mercenary. And when they introduce him, they kind of there. There's a secret spy organization called OSI that a bunch of the the spies they walk into the room and they're all dressed as the village people (laughs) (laughs) and then but then he actually turns out to be a pretty you know badass spy but uh yeah i went as him for halloween and it was great (laughs) it was probably it's the best costume i've ever had nice awesome oh so going from adventure brothers we're gonna go to c lab 2021 which i saw a few episodes of this and I, I don't believe is this this isn't on still yeah it ended in no. 2004 uh but it it was one it's much kind of like space ghost coast to coast the animation in it is used from like old 1970s hanna-barbera cartoons but they like repurpose it and kind of like if you guys ever watched uh was it that mxc show that was on spike tv or it's like a J- japanese game show and they just redub it so so that's funny yeah so they they basically do that with like c-lab with it's like from an original other hanna-barbera show and then they just redub lines over it to make it funny uh did either of you watch a a bunch of episodes of this so you can talk more about it because Uh, i mean i've I've seen the entire series yeah i haven't seen it let you Um, talk more about it then george yeah, uh, it's actually, it's kind of weird at points, but some of it's uh, great, but um, it's basically, you know, they're in the C-Lab, so it's all the original C-Lab characters, but they're all redone, and um, they actually, they have a lot of great people doing voices on the show. Eric Estrada, um, the guy from uh, Chips. Chips, is on it, and then uh, MC Chris also does a voice. And uh, one of the creators, uh, Adam Reed, or I guess he's a producer, but he he, uh, is also a voice and he produces uh, Archer now. And I actually found out that Archer is 
going to C-Lab in the new season. Nice. <laughs> which should be kind of great. Even though I, I think they're not calling it C-Lab because of, uh, you know, law purposes. But um, be like it's Ocean a really... Lab or something. Yeah, it, it, it's a great show. Um, the episode I would recommend is the, they have a zombie episode where everyone gets this green fever. Uh, I think it's in the fourth season. And MC Chris talks about a room full of pipes for pretty much the whole episode and bashing the zombies' brains in with the pipes. And that is that is what got me into the show and made me love it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that that's C Lab twenty twenty one, and then Metalocalypse will be a, yeah, and another the next the next few ones George is going to talk about because he's this is why we had George on because he's watched a bunch of these Adult Swim shows. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, a f- a friend of mine said like because he's a Criterion person and he has all the Criterion collection films, and he said that I was an Adult Swim person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Metalocalypse is an, uh, a great show. It's um, It was created by Brendan Small, who also did Home Movies, which is a way older Adult Swim show. Um, and it's, it's pretty much about a death metal band that it's, they are the biggest band in the world, and they have all the money in the world. And basically, they control the world, and then there's a secret government society who has a voiced character by Mark Hamill. And um, they kind of are always plotting against them. And all the people that they they talk to have ridiculously long, insane names for, <laughs> like, that's one of the ongoing things in the show. Um, but it, it's a great show. It, I would recommend watching it with subtitles <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of the time they are hard to understand and uh, they they actually do music on the show, which is all death metal music. And they've come out with, I think, three CDs now. And the band that does it actually tours, oh, man. which is weird, even though they're not, you know, the characters that they play on the show. But um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Re- it's a ridiculous show. It's very brutal, and there's a lot of blood. Uh, <laughs> people are just dying constantly in the show. Uh, but it's in, I think it's on the fourth season, or the fourth season just came out on Blu-ray. Um, and now I think the show is actually a half hour long, and when it started, it was only 11 minutes. Um, which I, I found in some of the episodes was a little tiring after a while, but... Uh, one of the episodes in the third season, uh, it's it's about a cat, and they have this really weird cat song that isn't a death metal song, and it is all about rainbows, and it is very unmetalocalypse, but it's probably <laughs> the best episode, and I would recommend that one pretty highly. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping all of these do show up on on Netflix with that with that deal, so I kind of maybe check out some more of these. Oh, and yeah. it, the thing is, I think I read this and I thought it was funny is that instead of having bleeps on the show, they use pinch harmonics for, <laughs> for when you're bleeping. Yeah, it, as the bleeps, because they are swearing constantly, too. <laughs> yeah. right, and then uh, so and then from from there, you go to Super Jail. Uh, so Super Jail, which is pretty awesome because it's 
uh, it's made by Titmouse and it's actually create, uh, made in New York City. Um, and they have offices on 27th Street or something. But uh, it's a show about a prison. <laughs> and a, like it's an island prison where the show starts out every episode with a man creating... Like, it's the same guy every time, and he does some heinous uh, crime, and then he gets picked up by this robot and flown to the prison, and then they go about the episode as normal. Um, and it's uh, run by this insane prison guard or uh, prison warden uh, voiced by David Wayne, who was, uh, he was in a comedy central show with Michael Schilder, Stella. Right. And um, yeah, it's again, this one's even more brutal than Metalocalypse and the animation is it, it's a little bit on the lines of uh, Adventure Time, where there's just so much going on all at once, and um, it's it's very psychedelic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's also it's got voices by Dana Snyder and Chris Chris McCulloch, who Chris McCulloch is uh, one of the creators of Venture Brothers, but he goes by the name Jackson Public. And then uh, Dana Snyder is Master Shake on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, so he's in a lot of stuff also. And yeah, it I'd recommend it, but you gotta be in the right mood because it's <laughs> a pretty wacky show to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I've it's seen... amazing what they can do with the animation. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple of the episodes, and it, my first impressions of this was just holy crap! What is going on here? it's there's some really i mean there's some really messed up stuff like in the animation and just uh i i can see like it you know it being fun to animate for certain people (laughs) because you know it's like you know you always drew like when you're younger like you know people jumping off buildings or stuff like that this is your type of animation right here (laughs) so uh, giant vegetables coming alive and just destroying everyone in the prison. <laughs> yeah, it's just let your imagination go wild and then put it on a TV show, basically. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so the next thing from there is Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which is actually a spinoff of the Space Ghost Coast to Coast show and has Master Shake, Meatwad, and Frylock. Uh, Master Shake is a a cup with a straw and a shake. Uh, Meatwad is a meatball, and Frylock is a box of French fries with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's there's also Carl, who is their their next door neighbor, who is uh, has very hairy chest and wears tank top and a gold chain all the time. Uh, I I think out of all of these, this is the only show that actually got like a, a legit like released film a, a film release in theaters too. Uh, and this is like another one of those shows that's like very kind of stream of consciousness, uh, meant for people that, that might watch it at 4.20 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just that, that type of humor and it's definitely only for adults to watch. And I mean, I want to say there, there's like, like death and stuff on this show too. I don't remember from some of the episodes, but. 
Yeah, the show was it definitely has its own sense of humor going for it. And then, like in the later seasons, they changed the name of the show to Aqua Unit Patrol Squad One, or season eight, and then season nine was Aqua Something You Know Whatever, <laughs> or season nine. Uh, what, what do you guys think about uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I'll let you take it away, George. <laughs> uh, I love the early seasons. Um, I actually haven't. I think I've seen up to season six, maybe season seven, because it got a little too crazy. Like they just started. Uh, there's an episode, the episode where um, there's a man made. He's essentially a dick, and <laughs> he is collecting dicks for his dick spaceship to get back to like Dick Planet. And <laughs> after that, it just kind of got a little crazy. <laughs> So I haven't actually seen when they changed the name of it, but um, it sounded like they were g- trying to go back to when, in the original couple episodes, they are a detective squad. And then they just kind of abandoned that, <laughs> which was for the better. Um, but yeah, it's just, and they they do have a lot of death in the show too, because I know I've seen Carl die at least a few times. <laughs> I mean, this is the yeah. It's definitely an acquired taste for the show too. And then, did did any of you guys see the the movie, Aqua Teen Hunger yeah, Force colon I, I movie the, film for theaters? Yeah, I saw the movie when it came out in theaters actually, and it's it's always weird when TV shows do movies. I feel like like the Simpsons movie was a little, it was good but not that great, and it was kind of the same thing with this. But I do love that. Uh, during the movie, uh, they had Frylock always hearing uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins <laughs> and then zoning out. <laughs> and I always thought that was like a great little bit of humor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that seems to be like the kind of running thing with all the adult swim shows is that like they're all kind of like an acquired taste of humor. They have the very like niche shows that not everyone's going to watch and the fact that they're on Adult Swim is probably the only place where they're going to, you know, be successful. Like, if I mean, if you try to put them on, like, earlier in the day or, or whatnot, I don't think they would be as successful as yeah. they are for Cartoon Hour. No, these, these shows all need to be played after midnight for, like, kids between the ages of 16 and probably, like, 24. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next one is another uh, kind of show that used old Hanna-Barbera cartoons for it in Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. And I remember I would turn this on at night if I wanted to try to fall asleep. Because <laughs> I, I, didn't, I did not like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. I don't, I don't think I ever got the humor on it at all. And like in a lot of times, like if I had it on try to fall asleep it would just piss me off <laughs> uh, I found uh, Brack on that show super annoying <laughs> and then I don't know I just I don't I don't even remember uh, Aquatine Hunger Force on that at all so I must have not ever saw that episode but I, I'd be interested to see the original uh, Space Ghost cartoon to see like with that 
character originally did for that kind of stuff. But, like, yeah. what, what do you guys think about this show? I was in the same boat. I never really understood Space Ghost. Though, I appreciate it because it, you know, it was the start of what we have now with all these shows that I do love. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm glad that happened. But, yeah, I think I was just too young when it was on that I just never understood. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, I don't know. It, it was a lot of like it was like is a talk shows for a variety hour and i just it was just all over the place you know i didn't i didn't like it so much yeah and i don't even remember like if they actually ever had any legit guests on the show like i knew sometimes there's like live action intercut stuff that of people he was talking to but i don't think it was ever like anybody like we'd care about <laughs> But, I mean, and, and like you were saying, it, it did spin off a lot of shows that, uh, uh the, um, what was it, the Brack show, which, who gives a crap about that, and then the, <laughs> the, the Harvey Birdman Tourney at Law show, and then the Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, yeah, Harvey, Harvey Birdman is, another, that show is fantastic. <laughs> that's another one, I forgot all about that one, but that, that's. Like that was a great spinoff because I had Stephen Colbert on it, and yeah, they did a video game for that. Even I remember. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then, then that seems like it. I I don't think I ever saw that many episodes of that, but that seems like it's definitely within the same line of humor as everything else that we've been talking about. Yeah, definitely. It's you know, the same kind of weird, like. Uh, they that show it's actually great because they uh they go through all these other Hanna Barbera characters that have lawsuits for whatever reason like the Jetsons uh, come in and is they're supposed to be from you know when the Jetsons was aired which was like the eighty four ish and um so they come to the the future of the year two thousand but um they uh. They're suing, and then they can't, like, the whole beginning of the episode, they can't walk because they're not used to gravity because they're up in the air so high. <laughs> so the first half of the, half of the episode is just them walking to the desk, and it takes them, like, two days. <laughs> that, so yeah, going from there, that'll segue us into a show that does a lot of comedy like that, that has made plenty of its own spinoff shows. Uh, and essentially given Seth MacFarlane the entire Sunday night block of, of Fox television uh, in Family Guy, which was originally on for two seasons on Fox, and then they canceled it. And then Cartoon Network picked it up to play on Adult Swim and did so well on that that Fox was like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe we'll bring this back. So, and now it's... I want to say what I don't know what season it's in now, like season eleven. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So Jeez. that's it's one of the rare occasions with like this one, and then the next one we talk about Futurama happened with the same thing, uh, where a show has been canceled and then brought back to life afterwards just because of how well it does in syndication. Uh, and then I still only own the first two seasons of the show, like the pre-canceled Family Guy. Uh, on DVD, <laughs> and then I have the 
Star Wars episodes they did on Blu-ray. But other than that, I don't really watch Family Guy as much as I did like when those first two uh, seasons were on. Uh, the only episodes I really like are the ones that are like center center on Brian and Stewie. <laughs> like, like if they if they had a box set that was all just like all the Brian and Stewie episodes, I would buy that because those are the episodes I like the most. Or if they if he had a spinoff show that was just Brian and Stewie, I would watch that. That should be the spinoff that they made, not yeah. Cleveland and everything else that he yeah. does. I watched one episode of the Cleveland show, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know why that's still still on. I watched an episode of American Dad. I couldn't really get into that. I I did like American Dad. American is, Dad was pretty. Is American it, Dad still on? Yeah, I think I, it's on okay. still. I still see episodes. I don't know if it's still in production, but I still see episodes running. I remember when I watched American Dad? It just seemed way too similar to Family Guy for me. To... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Seth MacFarlane found yeah. something that worked and then just replicated it. Two other times, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, it's part of their animation domination lineup on Fox, not to be confused with us animation fascination. <laughs> but no, uh, I am glad that Bob's Burgers has made a little. It's it snuck into that block and yeah, it's Bob's there Burgers for a couple of years. And The Simpsons are the only two non-Seth MacFarlane animated shows on on Sunday night, I believe, right? And then yeah. everything else is American Dad, Family Guy, and Cleveland Show. Uh, and like, yeah, with Family Guy, like their humor is like where they bring stuff to the point where it's like it's funny, and then it's not funny anymore, and then it's like, oh, and it's funny again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, Seth MacFarlane's been has been very successful with the show. Like Ted just came out. Uh, and but I don't know, like it's. There was a South Park episode that that I think it was it was it was called Cartoon Wars, where they've been essentially called Family Guy out for like all of the messed ups the show takes, and like how um, ADD it is, yeah. or like no episode really has a storyline to it, whereas like <laughs> the South Park episodes actually do. Yeah, and the the whole thing on that was that. Uh all the episode ideas were made by manatees moving okay. balls across like a, oh, yeah. a pool yeah. in like this lab <laughs> and they would just put three things together and then make like the little breakaways that family guy is known for <laughs> and then like after after i watched that episode of stuff like i couldn't watch family uh, again and like actually enjoy it without thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> Which which is why I like the Brian and Stu episodes so much is because those tend to not be as heavy on hey remember that time when I did this or remember that time when this happened. I, I yeah, did not like as ADD. yeah I did like the joke in one episode though is like like where they show what they're doing when it's supposed to go to like what they're imagining <laughs> and it's just Peter standing there with like a blank look on his face. <laughs> So I thought those. Uh, I think my favorite episode is the Road to the Multiverse that they did, yeah. where uh, Brian and Stewie again like travel through like these different universes, and there's like a Disney universe that they go through at one point, which is funny to see how like how they'd be animated that way, and like they do like yeah, a, a singing dance number to that. 
you see live action and then like the oh, stop yeah. motion. And I think uh, there might have been a CG part of that too, animated I think part. So. And then they're developing a video game based on that episode now too. So, huh. and the, the South Park episode—I mean, not the South Park, the Star Wars uh, episodes that they did—the the, that are essentially the Family Guy versions of the original trilogy—are pretty awesome. I like—I like the ending to the um, something 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 Dark Side the best because it references the ending to Back to the Future Part Two. <laughs> and they even get the um the Western Union guy who you guys may recognize as um the dude that wanted to go to the Sizzler with Shooter McGavin and and Happy Gilmore. It's that same guy. He was on Freaks and Geeks too. Uh he played the dad. But he comes in and he actually does the voice and he's like, I got something for you. And then Chris is like, He's alive. He's in the old West, but he's alive. And I was like, it's exactly the ending. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was awesome, but I mean, you guys seem to agree with me with like Family Guy. Do you you still watch it, or do you not watch as much as you maybe did in the past? I'll catch episodes every once in a while because uh, they they play a lot of them on TBS now, and which is one of the only cable channels I get. So uh, I see I see some of the new ones on that, but I still the the first two seasons and then. Um, the first season when they came back are the best ones to me. Now it's just kind of like more. It's it, they just kept doing the same thing for too long for me. Yeah. And what's what's kind of funny is because Seth Green is on that show, and when they did do the Star Wars episodes, at the end of them, they always reference Robot Chicken doing the Star Wars episodes too, and Chris gets really pissed off <laughs> at his dad. It's, it's kind of like a funny tongue-in-cheek thing about Seth Green and uh, Seth MacFarlane, you know, going back against one another. Uh, but yeah, from from one show that got canceled on Fox to be revived by Adult Swim, we'll go to the, the last show we'll be talking about, and also happened the same thing, but Fox wouldn't take it back, it would be Comedy Central that would take it. Uh, it was Futurama, which I have loved Futurama since it started. Uh just because I, I like, I I think I liked it more than The Simpsons when it when it started too, even though it's it's made by the same guy Macaron, um, yeah. and Billy West as as Fry. Billy West does like a crap load of voices for everything too. <laughs> Billy West, you guys may remember as Doug from the Doug. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah he was Doug. Oh yeah. So and he was he was running Stimpy too, right? Yeah, there's a there's a documentary that's coming out this year that I'm really looking forward to called I Know That Voice, which is all about voice actors, and and I'm I'm really looking forward to that because it's gonna have like a few people that we've interviewed on the show on it like Bill Farmer, Jason Marsden, and uh, and then like Billy West and Mark Hamill and all all these people that have made careers out of voice acting on Tara Strong. But yeah, I'm I'm really interested in seeing that. But Futurama again, like we were talking about, John DiMaggio, who we were talking about earlier, as Jake is Bender on this. is almost does the same exact voice that he does for Bender as Jake on that show. Uh, Katie Seagull, who people may remember as uh, Pam Bundy, plays Leela. 
Uh, <laughs> and then Phil Lamar, who's, who does a bunch of voices as well, does Hermes' voice on the show. And I remember reading somewhere at one point that Matt Groening based the character of Fry on Marty McFly. So I always, <laughs> I always thought that was awesome. And Billy West does the voice of Fry, Professor Farnsworth, the Dr. Zoidberg, and Zap Brannigan. Just to show you how many voices he does on that show. That's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. What do you What do you guys like most about Futurama? I think the div- uh, like the diversity and like the characters is great. I mean, it it's, it still has that like Simpsons style, but like with a newer like I don't know, newer flair to it. I mean, from the first episode, I I loved like Bender and Fry and just the fact that like. Um, this storyline's pretty cool where, you know, like he's frozen in time and then he comes back and it's like his uncle and there's like all those like yeah. jokes about him like being his uncle and he's like how many how many years older than him and it's like <laughs> the the my favorite episode was like he had like a nickel in his bank account and he went to go like uh get the transaction. Oh, and yeah, and all the interest. It was like like a million years later he's got all this interest on it. So that oh. is pretty cool. And the fact that Fry is his own grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the other producer, uh, David X. Cohen, who was a writer for The Simpsons uh, for a while, who actually did a lot of my favorite episodes on The Simpsons, like uh, Lisa the Vegetarian, and um, uh, I forget what else, but he, I, I think that's the part that made it better than The Simpsons for me was because it got a lot... It was a little bit nerdier, so he they would reference uh, some less mainstream things than The Simpsons did, yeah. and it just made it a much inter- more interesting show to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I always liked about it is that, like, like you were saying, it references more, like, sci-fi things with it because of, because of what kind of show it is. And so kind of talking about the, the cancellation and revival of this, they did the four, four first seasons... And then Fox canceled it. And what's kind of nice is that that last episode of the, of the fourth season kind of worked as a series finale if it had ended up being the series finale. But now that it's back on in 2005 when Comedy Central got the syndication rights to it, they had discussed doing new episodes. And then that's when they did the four straight-to-DVD films. And if you guys got to see, see the films that they did, the Into the Wild Green Yonder, uh... Bender's game. Bender's big game. I haven't seen any of those. There was the one uh, Bender's big score or something like that. Oh yeah, Bender's big yeah. score. I saw that one. That was pretty good. And and then they aired them as when they aired them on TV, they were all like cut into like four episodes each or something like that. Yeah, they they made them like the fifth season, uh, splitting each one into three, I think. So it it would make like an entire season out of it. And most of them were pretty good, but I hated that at the end of the fourth season, Fry and Leela are together, and then, like when they in the first movie when it starts, they're just like not together anymore. I just yeah, it doesn't even like reference it. <laughs> I I do like there's there's like a thing uh, where they come back in that first episode uh, of like the actual like when they start doing the seasons again, and uh, uh, Professor Farnsworth is like we've been canceled. Yeah. And like we're moving from like some planet called the Fox Planet to a place called Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> and so, they actually they show the Fox producers and they're like a bunch of monkeys or something. Yeah. 
It's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like uh, where was it? Yeah, I mean, I just like the self, the self, like humor, like you know, gags and stuff like that. And this is also on on Netflix Instant too. So if that and Family Guy are on there. So if you haven't watched either of these before, I mean, I would suggest Futurama more than I would Family Guy. I I know how my how blasphemous that might seem to some people, but definitely check Futurama out because it is it is a great show and it is worth watching and keeping it on there even longer than it's been on now. So that is going to wrap up our show for today. So closing out, uh, don't forget you can follow us all individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. I'm at Questpact, Q-U-E-S-T-P-A-C-T. George? Uh, I'm at uh, Gnarlywood, which is G-N-A-R-L-Y-W-O-O-D. Or you can check out our show on Twitter at Animated Podcast. Uh, feel free to be one of the, you know, select crowd of people that have emailed us in the in the past at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, even if it's like a joke or something, we'll even t- like say it here on the air. Yeah, or if you have so. a suggestion, <laughs> if you have a suggestion for an episode or something like that, uh, we're doing that. And actually, since we did reach our goal and likes for Facebook friends and Twitter followers. Uh, that listener choice episode is actually that live action Toy Story Project episode we're doing next week that was chosen by you guys and so if you're the 10th person to email us you can be on the show as a guest host in an upcoming episode too so there's incentive to email us even <laughs> if you just want to come on and uh, heckle us the entire time too <laughs> that's fine let's yeah. hear it bring it on uh, and you can uh, visit our site at animationfascination.wordpress.com. We just welcomed a new contributing writer to the site so that we're going to be getting you know, news articles on there and more reviews other than just posting a new episode every few weeks. So we're looking to get more content on our, our website this year than we did last year, and his name is Matt Hardiman. So definitely check him. His articles is going to be writing for the show out, and we're going to be getting rid of that dot wordpress.com later this year too so look forward to that and you can also like us on facebook just by searching for animation fascination we're trying to get to 300 likes by the end of january so if you can tell us all your friends about us that'd be awesome uh so i'm mark river for myself matt quest and our guest host george underwood thank you for listening and make sure to tune in again next time guys all right cool awesome Thank you, George. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm thank glad you I for could finally do it. Thanks for coming up. Awesome. All right. Later, Mike. See you. Later. Later, man. See you, George. 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 Telling on your crew, snitching on your homie A girl spread out on my mantle like she a trophy Thought you got away, thought you were home free But I'm back, now your eyes glow so slowly I move quickly, you so sickly Bubblegum rapper, you so wiggly Blabbing them guns, you talk too much Like BMC said, you never share When your album dropping, you never give up Stuck with a lot of trash you can't get rid of Thought you got away, thought you were home free But I'm back
I've been saying uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's first name wrong every single time I've talked about him on the show. Because I've been saying uh, Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, then I watched the special features on the Hotel Transylvania Blu-ray and they were pronouncing it Gendy and I felt like a moron. Yeah, so that's our recommendations for the week and we'll be back in a few seconds with our... Shit. I was going to sneeze. Our shit? Yeah, I was going to... Well, I was going to... I was going to sneeze. <laughs> and then it went and then it went away. Who are you talking to? Me? Yeah, that's why I said Matt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, all four seasons are available on DVD too, so Actually I think I own all four seasons. <laughs> Somebody just went down in either East Aurora or New York City it sounds like. I'm still here. Or, no, I, I no I like I heard like a bunch of sirens, so I don't Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's that's outside. <laughs> I'm in New York City. What do you yeah. expect? Oh, yeah, that's why I was. I didn't know which city it was coming from. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. trapped in a room right now in like the boonies. <laughs>